0: Welcome to the Before Midnight Podcast coming to you from the N plus one studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Ward, along with my co host Brian Schenkenfelder. Long time no see again.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're uh, this is gonna soon be a monthly podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're getting
0: going. to that that point. We'll see what schedules. Change again, but it's a busy time of year as usual. Yeah, this so. is
1: a pretty busy time of year as school takes off and all that fun stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, how have you been?
0: I've been okay. Let's see, I finished another grad school class. Yay. And I that must say, um, this class involved um, a video project, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> You know, thank you to the podcasts and everything. I I actually have now have experience on speaking clearly on video, which is a good thing. Because I had to review my fellow students' videos. And I was like, oh, good golly, did you all listen to yourselves? (laughs) There's one girl. She had COVID. And she even said that at the beginning. And I I felt really bad. But she was gasping for breath and talking really fast. And I was like, what did she say? It was, it's it, it's challenging.
1: It takes a while to learn to slow down your speaking when you are recording. In this environment with the two of us, it's much easier yeah. because we play off each other. When you're doing it yourself, as I've found multiple times, it can be challenging to keep the cadence manageable so you don't right. have um, yeah that real fast talking because that's yeah. what ends up happening you just oh, yeah. talk real fast you I mean the three girls
0: it. that I listened to um, I think one of them was fairly she she was probably the most clear but the other two um, I don't know if they had any idea how fast that they were were talking one of them her slides the words she had on her slides did not match what she was saying so I had to keep stopping and going wait she didn't t- did she talk about that what she you know and it just comes from experience, and um, I'm obviously one of the older people in the class in a, so, and have a little bit more experience on how to, even though I'm maybe not as technolog- technologically savvy as some of the younger folks, I know how to at least present a little bit better. I've had more experience with that. That so, helps.
1: And, and yeah. video is a, is a different beast. It's much easier to work with now than it was, say, five or ten years ago. Oh, Yeah. much easier to work with
0: my problem was i was trying to figure out how to look at the camera and look at my script because i couldn't memorize the whole script and you actually had to turn in the script it was it was an eight-week project and you had to you know turn in pieces of it so the script really had to match it's like okay how can i look at the camera and read and not look like i'm looking off into space that was a little bit challenging but i got it 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 ended up coming out pretty good that's That's what teleprompters are for I don't own a teleprompter, so. You know, if,
1: what you do is you learn to, like, break your speech up and make it, like, a 25-point font, larger font. Maybe not 25, but 20 or something like mm-hmm. that. Post it behind the camera, like tape it behind the camera. Well, I
0: used my desktop, so I had the camera up here, and I had my script right underneath it and I just scrolled so it was it was actually pretty close okay. so I, I, I kept my words close to where I should have been looking and it actually it took a a few tries to get it the way I wanted or as close as it was gonna get
1: and then you so. just do multiple recording sessions and just Clip it all together at the end.
0: Yeah, I didn't have that kind of time. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. Okay. No. no,
1: that's if you're doing it right. Yeah, no. you just you just do these different segments no, this is, and, and keep this it was a,
0: a a pretend grant proposal. So okay. if it was a real grant proposal, sure. If I I might have gone to those lines. I guess it depends
1: on how long it was because you could tape multiple things up. It was three. It had boards. to be
0: no longer than five minutes. So
1: yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have probably put a board behind it with the different pieces and just read them off as i was looking at the camera in the direction of the camera yeah that's the way to do this
0: <laughs> now i did have you know i'm sitting here doing it in my in my house and um my husband has you know uh, loves guns and there's a whole bunch <laughs> in our bedroom so i'm like i gotta find a screen to cover those <laughs> right, you just leave it man it's like yeah no it's like, i wouldn't
1: give me a bad grade yeah <laughs> <laughs> see that yeah we're armed yeah
0: it's like no that wasn't the most professional background to have but uh, (laughs) it's a
1: collection so it's great
0: yeah sure didn't want it in my grant proposal so (laughs) we got through that had fall break this week we're on the last day of fall break so Mm -hmm. what did I do I cleaned my house and my daughter is moving out so we will be empty nesters after this weekend officially that will be interesting my refrigerator will have a whole lot less crap in it. That'll be nice. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I'm going to move my office into my daughter's room. Yay. Get it. Get uh, at the other end of the house. So that'll be fun.
1: Yeah. So lots of changes. Empty nesting is, I assume, good and bad. Although you, you've, like, probably should have been an empty nester a long oh, time yeah. we now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This one's been hanging on for a while. Yeah. She's been engaged for a year and a half and is still living in my house. The other one left... Gosh, two, three years ago. She lives across town. So, yeah, it's it's been time for this one to go. I I suspect Love her to death. Don't get me wrong.
1: When Alex turns 18, we won't see him again. (laughs) Except when he comes to visit.
0: You know, I thought I would be that way. And it was going away to college and then coming back that I was like, okay, I got to go. But um, my girls didn't, you know, they didn't go to college. So, you know, they're both working. I mean, they work full time. So Well, I mean,
1: I I assume... Alex will probably end up in college, and
0: since there's no colleges
1: here in Frankfurt,
0: there's one. But yeah,
1: yeah, there's no. Yeah, I, I assume he will probably go into a major that is, Kentucky right. State's not known for. Minimum, he'll probably go to either UK or U of L.
0: My yeah. nephew went to KSU for and he got all his liberal arts stuff, all his basic courses done, and then went to UK for engineering. Yeah, I mean, you saved could do him that. a ton of money.
1: But I imagine that he'll probably go away from school. Yeah. And then when he comes back, he will. If he comes back, he'll probably get a job at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We won't see him much once he skedaddles off to college. So I've got a few more years. I guess few six years. or seven more years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm the only one that moved away from my parents. My brother and my sister still live close to my parents. I'm the only one that moved to another state. Both my brother and sister went. To colleges in other states, and I did too, but they came back. I Most,
1: uh, from what I can gather, and just from like the sample set of my immediate friends, that where they went to college is where they ended up living, at least for a while afterwards. Because what happens, mm-hmm. especially in like the engineering world, is you'd start with uh, co ops and okay. you would end up getting a job there. And mm-hmm. generally, those were in the areas around the university. Because a lot of times, especially like in an engineering profession, it's like, okay, I I graduate out, I'll probably make some contacts with people in the area, professors, the school knows the local companies, and that's why you end up kind of in the same area. I had a friend who went to the University of Illinois, he ended up in Chicago, Mm -hmm. unsurprisingly, other people, one friend went out to California, he stayed out in California, Another friend went to a lot of the schools in Atlanta he stayed in Atlanta yeah. <laughs> yeah, well I mean, my my, my brother went to
0: Case in Cleveland and he ended up back in Massachusetts pretty quickly he didn't stay well that's there, because graduated. it's Cleveland <laughs> yeah I mean it was long it, it was not Cleveland the, either <laughs> the river I think caught on fire when he was there that's how long <laughs> ago that my wife was, went to
1: Case and she didn't stay in Cleveland yeah yeah most people don't yeah, stay I'm, in Cleveland I it I was did. nice
0: for nationals but yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah I, I ended up in Louisville I mean I went to school in Louisville at the end of the day I mean that was where I grew up but still I would have Probably All my friends there. were there, and that's where jobs were. Yeah. Again, based off of, for me, it was based off of co-op. I did a co-op, and then I went f- full time with that company mm-hmm. once I got done. And that's a fairly common path for a lot of engineers, at least.
0: Well, and I guess in my brother's case too, he was in engineering, but from. Massachusetts, I mean, the opportunities engineering-wise in Massachusetts We're pretty are pretty big Pretty big yeah. at that time, especially.
1: Yeah, I so. mean, it, it's just one of those things that yeah, you meet people in the area, you, you generally are going to live in that area. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because if mean, you think about it, all your friends are going to that university at that time as right. well. Your friends back home probably have skedaddled elsewhere as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, if you go back home, there's really not much there for right. you, friend-wise. I mean, they're not
0: there anymore. Yeah, I don't know anybody in my hometown anymore. Yeah, I mean that's so.
1: that's probably not uncommon. I mean, at this point, I don't. Very few of my friends now live in Louisville. Now over time, they would they migrated elsewhere. Mm-hmm. The people graduate from U of L. There's a couple that still live in Louisville, but mm-hmm. others have moved to like Cincinnati, uh, via a couple different states. Ones back in Louisville, they lived in a couple states for a while. It, right. Yeah, it's – most people, though, most of my friends from college now don't actually live in the little area. And I don't even I'm, – I'm in Frankfurt. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> in the area, though, you're not – You're in the you're area. We can still are, get together you know, There's sometime. a few that are spread across the country, I'm sure, but, yeah. It,
1: yeah. yeah, it was like after college, we went out and did stuff all the time together as a group. Mm-hmm. Now it's like we hang, hang out once, maybe twice a year. Yeah. it's It changes over time, and then some of that's just having kids as well. Mm-hmm. So what did
0: well. uh, you all do fall break? You uh, You took a trip.
1: We went to Washington, D.C., which was fabulous, man. We went up there. Hurricane Ian came through, oh, turned fun. into a tropical storm, and just kind of moseyed its way up the east coast and then decided to settle in over Maryland and Virginia. It was great. Great timing. Great timing. <laughs> yeah, we left Friday night. We got to West Virginia that night. About halfway through West Virginia, it started raining. We had to spend the night in West Virginia, got up, rained all the way into D.C., and then Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, rain. Every day. Every day. Not only did it rain, it was cold. It was like in the 50s. It was fantastic weather to go see D.C. because the thing you do in D.C. is you walk (laughs) a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, my
1: goodness. Fortunately, it didn't rain the whole time, but every time you would go out and walk around, it would at least drizzle on you some. Mm-hmm. It, a couple of days, it rained a decent amount. It wasn't like a hard downpour rain. Okay. It was like a steady rain. Right. So when it did rain, it was fairly steady and fairly just, okay, good thing I have rain jackets. We brought rain, rain gear. <laughs> we knew it was going to rain.
0: <laughs> well... I was saying to your wife that, you know, at least you didn't have too many crowds because of that. It probably kept a lot of the people away.
1: Well, uh, that and it being October kept a lot of people away. That's true, yeah. And there's not a lot of people who are going to uh, take, like, fall break and go to D.C., and that helps. There, although there was a huge school that parked in our hotel and came and <laughs> took over the pools one of the nights we were there. Boo. <laughs> it's okay. We were about done anyway. <laughs> Uh, mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't very crowded at that time. It's D.C. gets crowded in the summer mm-hmm. when people can take trips there. It's warm, the weather's good, all those things.
0: Springtime, I think, too, when the was it the cherry blossoms? The cherry come
1: blossoms, out? yeah. In that time, spring break, some people might go there, but yeah, fall break still kind of a, a new thing, and I, I'm not sure a lot of people well, they take start vacations up north.
0: School later. I mean, because they don't start school until after Labor Day. They don't get a fall break. My oh, family has okay. always been very confused that we have a fall break. That's a
1: relatively new thing, though, even in the yeah. southern states. Uh, yeah, no, and it, it was not very crowded. It was there was people in every museum, but there were like no lines. You, you'd walk in, you kind of walked into the museum. You went through their metal detectors. The security was much more reasonable now
0: oh well, that's good
1: in the museums because before it used to be like going through the airport security really? they used to have lines I remember that time we had lines way out the door and it was like you know, 45 minute wait oh, to get gosh. into the museum just because had, you had to get through the security lines wow now it's just they kind of walk through and I guess if you have anything large mm-hmm. that sets it off they'll pull you over to the side okay I mean, if you don't have any like large metal devices
0: did you have to put anything? stuff like on a mm-hmm. thing to go through you could go through with, with all your bags okay. whatever Okay. I think
1: if you had, like, a big bag, they might pull you off to the side and search right. it. Uh, but if you didn't have any, like, large bags or anything, I mean, they okay. you didn't take your coats off or anything. That's good. For everything except the two places we did go, we went to um, the archives. We got to see the Constitution and Declaration. Mm-hmm. That had airport security. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I think, I'm kind they, of glad. I think yeah. they do that to slow the clou- the, the crowds from coming in. Uh-huh. because it's such a small space it's very small just a little rotunda and they have uh, the documents and then they have little segments where they have uh, just historical elements about those documents
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and you come in and we're like kind of standing in line to go around the outside and the guy's like you don't stand in line you can go wherever you want I'm like okay and we just kind of wandered into the I, yeah. I didn't read any of the side stuff I only read like one or two of them I went and saw the documents and hung out for a little bit Yeah. and uh, it was interesting I'm That's always very good when read.
0: I'm in the presence of something like that, because it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's wild to see something that's that old and is that important to us. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, you're talking about the culmination of a a lot of different political philosophies from that Mm -hmm. time that were amalgamated into that one document is is pretty cool there there is no doubt about that Uh, it was an interesting (laughs) experience to go there and see that their penmanship was immaculate (laughs) and to be able to do it for that long is just amazing.
0: I wonder how long it actually took them to write it all out.
1: Well I mean I'm assuming there's a draft but I think the final draft was probably I, I assume those people you know you have to remember that in the 1700s there was no television yeah. There was no radio. There's
0: no distractions. There were no distractions. Right.
1: It, you did your job and if writing was involved, you wrote and you probably you probably took some notes on some paper, on some you scratched some things out mm-hmm. and then you took your time writing, mm-hmm. which we don't do nowadays. Most of this. we're just jamming it out and if we'll yeah. just make corrections as we go cuz it's easy to make changes on a computer screen. Yep. Back then, eh, no, not so easy. You didn't have to <laughs> yeah. rewrite the whole thing.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I imagine
1: they probably got fairly good at it. Mm-hmm. it. Probably didn't take as long as it would take us to try to write something oh, out no. that neatly. <laughs> they were skilled artists in uh, yes. penmanship. <laughs> yes. sure. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, we it rained the whole time. We did go see the Aaron Space Museum... Out by Dulles, and that was cool because I had a lot of the planes, mm-hmm. historical planes. Like you got to see the Discovery space shuttle; it's That's parked cool. in there, which is really cool. And and you got to speaking of historical things, you got to see the Enola Gay; they have it mm-hmm. hanging there. Oh wow! And you're like you know, five feet from this plane that dropped the atomic bomb, which is crazy to think. Oof. About. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just yeah, and it, it, we got we saw the Capitol. That had heavy security as well. Yeah. Then, like, after we got done, they're like, well, the gallery's open for the Senate, not the House, because the House isn't in, I guess the Senate was in that morning or something, but it was, the the gallery was open. I'm like, well, we're here, let's go see the gallery. Yeah, it was a huge mistake. (laughs) We ended up in a line for it, and then you go in, and they give you a basket. It's like, anything electronic has to go in here. Pens, papers, all that stuff has to go into these crates.
0: Okay.
1: So you'd get your family together and everybody put their stuff into like the crate okay. and they would put it under and then you would go and we got into the next line and then the next line and then they went through another round of security. They had like oh an electromagnet. Gosh. They checked your shoes and stuff. Wow. It was crazy. I'm like, gosh dang. And then you finally get in, you get to you know, sit over top. There's nothing going on the Senate floor because they adjourned. And, <laughs> and you just kind of sit there for five, 10 minutes looking at the floor. and They had some cops there and they were answering some questions from just mm-hmm. the locals there. And my thought was, as I was sitting there, was like, okay, we just went through all that. How the heck do these protesters get their big things and chain themselves to stuff at, in, in these galleries? Because I know that happens. How do they get this yeah.
0: stuff in there after you go through all that security? <laughs> well, yeah. I think things have changed, maybe. Well, I assume but...
1: because they're looking for like things that are dangerous, right. if you were to have like a sign or something like that and you just had that like inside of your shirt sure. or something like that, I don't think they would pick that up potentially, yeah. and if you did, I don't think they could take that from you. And I imagined now that you know, now I started thinking about it a long time afterwards, they probably use like if, when they chain themselves, they're probably using zip ties, which oh, would go yeah, through that are plastic, through and, plastic and yeah. not get picked up, and they could just yeah. zip tie themselves to so that stuff. So I kind of thought like, okay, well maybe we can get through with that. But it's like, good gosh, how would you be able to get into this process? Yeah, you really terms, have to. you have to be thinking about it and spend some time and probably well, some trial well, and error probably to get through. going through the process. Yeah, a well, couple times. I,
0: probably not trial and error, but going through yeah. just to see what are they well, looking for. Well, you would for. take certain
1: things that may or may not get confiscated and kind of work your way through yeah. what does and doesn't get through. I mean, because it. you figure
0: everybody's filmed, you know, going through. Yeah. So they're going to recognize you if you're coming through with something. Yeah, but
1: you can you know. go anytime you want because it is yeah. people's place. And yeah. It's is. just a pain to get in and out of. Yeah. It was just that was, it was kind of my thought. After we went through all that security, like four rounds of security. I, I thought it was interesting that you couldn't have like a digital watch. Interesting in there. I'm still trying to figure out why. I assume because some of them have LTE is the only thing I can think of. I don't know because it's like what am I gonna what, what am I gonna do with my Garmin?
0: Please give it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I lost all those steps in that uh, time from okay. there. Oh, so sorry. Okay. We were doing twenty thousand <laughs> stuffs a day back then, anyway. But yeah, no, it rained, and then like one night, uh, my wife's mother-in-law was like, "You hey, all need to do one of the night tours Kay. to the monuments and stuff. It's really awesome and things like that." I'm like, "Okay, let's do this. We'll go." And of course, it's raining, which is great. Uh, we get a, a, my wife finds a tour with a double-decker bus, just cool. And, like, the second, so you have the first floor, and the second floor is, like, the first, like, four or five seats are kind of covered. Then okay. the back is all open air.
0: Okay.
1: Summer, great to be able to sit. You can great. actually see out all around. Alex like, we need to sit back there. Like, we need to sit in the back. Oh I'm like.
0: Your son. <laughs> like,
1: no, no, let, let's not sit in the back row. There's going to be a lot of wind. It's pretty cold out. It's raining as it is. We're yeah. going to get a lot of rain in our face. Let's. Go maybe two or three seats back from the wall there. That way we're at least, right, t- at least somewhat them. protected from the wind, kind of like a convertible. Yeah, and it wouldn't be as bad. It was still bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining. And like the drivers, like yeah, watch for branches because I guess they were wet. Hang lower. Uh, so I, I got slapped in the face by oof. some by uh, some leaves at one point. i like one time I we, we eventually started. Oh, there's going, coming one came down like funked me on the Ooh. head <laughs> a branch and oh then, like my gosh. Alex got hit in the face with a branch too
0: <laughs> oh the memories and then it just did it-
1: rain it was so cold we got like halfway through and they stopped at like the Lincoln Memorial which we'd seen like, the day before during the day mm-hmm. we, we ran up the stairs to try to kind of keep warm <laughs> my wife she found the right spot cuz her brother went they found a there's like underneath the Lincoln I didn't even know there was an underneath there they went in there and it was warm in there we should have gone a, like, in. There. Memorial? Yeah, there's like a little like gift shop and things oh, like wow. that okay. at the, near the base, kind of around it. And yeah, we should have gone in there and kind of warmed up for a few minutes before we yeah, went back out. Back then the second half of it, because they're like taking you around DC and stuff. So you saw some monuments, but there's like a lot of just like dc like this is georgetown and like here is such and such like building or whatever
0: different areas the
1: fbi building and we're like we're freezing and (laughs) just miserable (laughs) then we get done we have to walk back to the hotel and he was so cold we got back we had to like take a bath just warm up so (laughs) it was cold it was miserable
0: (laughs) you know good memories good memories
1: yeah good good (laughs) and we we drove back on wednesday we got up that morning we went and hit the Jefferson Memorial out of the way out of town. And that's like you park and walk a long way to get to the Jefferson Memorial. They're they like this little big parking lot. I don't know how anybody goes and sees us in the summer. There's a little parking lot. And we got in. It was about two-thirds full. Then we walked over to the Jefferson Memorial. I don't know mm-hmm. what those people were doing parked park there. I don't know if they go to like have a job and they're just parking there in general and then oh. taking their bike and riding or something. I, I don't know. Because when I saw like two people at the Jefferson Memorial, I don't know if they are walking somewhere else around there. Don't know. I don't know. But it was a tiny parking lot. Considering, like, this is a major monument yeah. that a lot of people see. It might have had like 100 cars in it, room for 100 cars in this parking lot. Really? Yeah, we walked around the Jefferson Memorial in the rain. It <laughs> rained quite a bit there. And they were doing work on it. And You, you can still walk up to it, but there's, I guess they were redoing big chunks of it, so a lot of it was kind of hidden in okay. construction. It was neat. And then we start driving back. We get to West Virginia again, and then you see this long line where the clouds end nothing but sun on the other side <laughs> first
0: time you've seen the sun in four days <laughs> first oh, time man.
1: we've seen the fun of sun in four days oh, we roll. roll into it and it's right. like we're in the middle of west virginia there's just not a cloud in the sky <laughs> <laughs> not a cloud in the sky
0: wow so, oh that's too funny we get oh, back goodness.
1: to louisville in the next day it's cloudy and rainy <laughs> it's just cloudy i guess I so we
0: haven't had. Well, yeah, I guess we Thursday did was pretty cloudy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and a little bit of rain, just
0: some drizzle. That oh, well, Louisville funny. did. Yeah, because we didn't have any here. We had like a couple sprinkles. Yeah, drizzle. A friend a of mine was in Louisville, and bad. he was like, "Yeah, did you get a damp?" Because we mountain okay. biked yesterday with a friend, and he was like, "Did it rain there?" And I was like, "No, no we're good to ride." So I mean, and the trails are a dusty mess. Just FYI, if you go mountain biking, probably we could use some rain because it was very dusty. But, well, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> From your rainy trip. Good times. Good times. Good times. All right. Well, we were going to talk about product review. Product review. That's right.
1: We're going to talk about the Varia I think 515 RTL. Okay. And which what is that? Is Garmin's radar slash blinky light.
0: Okay. The blinky
1: light. It's a blinky light. Uh, it's about, I should have had it with me and could at least shown.
0: Isn't it like two or three inches long? It's a couple uh, inches so tall, like couple about
1: an inch wide. It has a blinky light on one end, and then the rest is kind of black uh, plastic. You uh, attach it to the... It's got some little straps and stuff, so you attach it to your seat post. Okay. And it's got different attachments. So if you have like an aero bike, it has like a, a narrow one that can oh. hit on that. It okay. has... One for, like, the fatter bike seats that you might see on, like, a mountain bike, I guess, the kind of wider ones. And they have one for your more traditional road bike, a little bit smaller um, That's nice, because,
0: like, the aero road bike, I know the regular lights always, I always have problems, because they just, they won't stay on air, because it's too narrow. So that's nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, they have a a base, they have, and then they have, like, it's kind of like a backing. Okay. Because the base attaches to that backing that attaches to your seat post, and it clamps on with... The, their bands like they have for the bike computer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, then it's basically a computer mount. Has, it's the same mounting mechanism as that, and you just kind of get it in and you turn it, and it clicks in there. Clicks in That okay. way when you want to take it off, you don't have to take the whole assembly apart. Right. You just unhook it like you would a bike computer and you okay. charge it, which is pretty cool. And that's nice. It's nice to have a bike computer that does that. Uh, it's interesting. I've hooked it up to my Hammerhead bike computer. I haven't tried it with a Garmin. I assume that it probably works very similarly. Okay. Some slight variations, the difference between it. And it's actually interesting that once you sync it with your bike computer, as soon as you start your ride, it'll turn it on. Okay. You don't have to turn it on. That's nice. Now the thing I haven't been able to figure out is how do I get it to turn it on in blinking mode. It turns on in solid mode. Oh it usually have to cycle through. There's like a little button on it you cycle through to get to like right, blinking mode, mode, which is where I want. I haven't spent I guess enough time. There's gotta be okay. a setting in there for it to set yeah. what mode you want it on when it connects. And then when you're done with the ride, it turns off. Nice. Once you stop the ride on your bike computer, it, it turns it off. Which is interesting <laughs> uh in a, in a good way because that way it's going to guarantee to be on and it's going to be guaranteed to turn it off to save battery so it turns
0: off when you turn off the bike computer or no, when, when you, you stop... stop
1: when you stop the ride
0: i don't know if i necessarily like that let's say you stop like the side of the road you still want to be seen no
1: like when you stopped like in the ride okay you know how you, so you stop, stop the and you stop the bike computer and you okay. this is stop the ride the i'm saving the ride okay it turns it off gotcha
0: okay not just like if you're pausing on the side Correct. of the room. Okay, that's Correct. what I was. Clarifying, gotcha, okay.
1: And that's neat. But the, the big feature of it and the reason it's, I guess, $150 is not because it's a blinky light. It's because it has a radar-based system. Nice. Which is interesting. I've you know It's probably something that if you're in more of an urban environment, it might be more useful than for me. I I generally can hear traffic coming. I can generally, and I know Mm -hmm. how to look over my shoulder and see traffic coming. Um, I don't really use a bike mirror. But if you really liked bike mirrors, this would be a product for you because it would basically replace your bike mirror. Uh, What happens is when a car comes behind you, it will signal. And depending on your bike computer, the hammer, it does um, on the left side of the screen, a little bar comes up with... The speed of the vehicle coming, it's usually either yellow or red. Red means it's going really fast. Yellow means it's slowed down some.
0: Okay.
1: And it, a little icon will show up from the bottom towards the top to tell you how far away they are from you. And when they're on the bottom, they're a pretty good ways back. As it gets to the top, they're much closer and about ready they're to right pass on top you. Of you. Okay. And then once it passes, it goes green and says it's clear, which is really cool because then you don't have to worry about Hearing a car coming from behind you, you, don't have to worry about looking back anymore.
0: Does it make any audible noise? Yeah, it makes an audible
1: noise. Okay. It is different than the other. At least on this bike, my bike computer makes a different noise. I haven't quite figured out all the noises completely. It's there's because mine has a noise for like when you hit the 5k. Okay. It has a noise for the bike computer, and then it has a noise for turns. <laughs> And they're different. They are different. Yeah. But you have to kind of like pay attention. Right. Which one (laughs) is that? (laughs) Which one was (laughs) that? It's like a main beep, and then it's like one short beep for turns, a big beep and two short for car coming, and then a big beep and then three short ones for you've hit your lap mechanism, whatever, going by 5K, 5 miles, whatever your lap settings at. Uh, you get that and the other thing that i found was cool as i started doing it is that if there were multiple cars they would show multiple icons
0: oh so it knows it knows
1: that there's multiple cars behind you which could be really handy because one of the problems you have at least i've always had is when a car passes how do i know there's not another car falling behind them and that's always the real challenge when you're uh, riding without a a rear view mirror and stuff because you know you see a car coming and you're trying to look over your shoulder see things if there's anybody else coming yeah which is really handy um you know it, it's pretty cool little feature to provide you access with what's behind you because mm-hmm. yeah i've the one time i had a double car which i was just it was pulling a long trailer but i can forgive that yeah it's just a bigger vehicle but yeah i've had it strike two or three cars behind me you can see the little there's three little icons and they pass you one at a time and go off the screen that's pretty cool that's a pretty nice feature of the uh, of the system it it's pretty cool um you know it's good and bad i find myself riding more in the middle of the road with it than i did before
0: Ooh, okay because you're trusting it
1: i'm trusting it's going to be coming up behind me mm-hmm. and therefore i'm going to get over once i hear the beep I don't have to just kind of ride over on the right side, side of the road all the time. by yeah. default which is what I've always done in case like there's a car coming up and I don't hear it very well yeah. they can get by me. Uh, I find myself riding further into the road than I would normally ride hmm. which is I guess a good thing. I don't know. It's you don't have to worry about running off the road cuz that's always the
0: you get close right. to the side of the road, and you because, ride. All the time. you know there's there's debris and potholes and stuff. More stuff over to the right-hand side. It's always a little bit more hazardous when you're near the edge. Glass, you know, and all that.
1: No, you just don't pay attention. Jump. You ride through. Yeah, off the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I've come close yeah. to yeah. doing. Yeah, you're looking my over life. your
0: shoulder to see if there's a car, and whoopsie, you know, uh, well, to that, yeah. Uh,
1: but I find myself—I don't ride in the middle, but I find myself riding more closer, to, further and further into the road now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't worry about like trying to hear for cars anymore, which is probably a bad thing <laughs> in the in the grand scheme of things. Because what happens when you don't have the bike, you don't have it on your, right. your bike you've for whatever used to reason, it. yeah, And you've gotten used to it. Or, or the battery dies. <laughs> battery. Fortunately, you have like battery things that tell you that it's coming okay. on. There's a little icon that shows up on the screen tell you that it's on and off okay. as well. Uh, but it is, yeah, that, that was kind of my thought is I ended up using it to ride in the road, which... Generally is probably a bad idea. The one area it is good, uh, probably the m- best thing I've seen from it was when I was going out and doing hard intervals. Mm-hmm. I could just ride and not have to worry about cars because it would alert me that there's a car coming.
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah.
1: When you're going hard, it's really hard to. Wow, I was say hard multiple times. <laughs> when you're going at a at a high intensity, it's really challenging to pay attention to what's going on around yeah. you sometimes.
0: Well your focus, you know, you're you're trying to focus on your interval, but if you're distracted because you're worrying about cars, this way you don't have to.
1: Yeah, you're trying to deal with the discomfort of the <laughs> of the <laughs> challenge in front of you. Yeah. And you're not really worried about yet the other inputs that are coming from things like cars. Yeah. Uh, that that provides some security uh, now uh, tell peace me of mind.
0: This does it if you're riding with somebody else, is it going to pick up a bike? I don't know.
1: I've not ridden with anybody else to know how what it does among traffic. Because I know people it in a group
0: have them. I have not asked. I it has like
1: a, a a bike mode where it blinks at a much dimmer
0: Okay.
1: light. If not to annoy the people behind you. I, I assume it probably doesn't pick up bikes just from a standpoint of...
0: That they're going that they're,
1: slower. Yeah, or that hmm. they're looking for certain size vehicles. Probably or certain should. signatures. Because I, like I said, I don't know... I haven't been paying attention for, like, motorcycles. I don't think I've had a motorcycle pass me okay. with it, so I don't know if it picks up motorcycles. But I think it probably I, it did, It
0: probably does.
1: I mean, I, some of it might be based on, like, the speed differentials as well. Yeah. It's looking for speed differentials. Yeah. Now, one thing that does happen is you might have a car behind you, and then you kind of hit a roller, mm-hmm. and then it'll disappear because the radar can't pick it up anymore.
0: Because it's on cause the other side line. of the hill. Yeah.
1: Which leads to these weird things of like, is there a car there or did it turn?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Because you really don't know if it's turned or if it's still back there. And that can be something to keep in mind when you start, or like going around curves. Well, that
0: happens without, uh, you yes. know, it's like, wait, where did they go? Did they turn? Yeah. I mean, that happens Which is all the time. Fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, curves can be the same thing. Any type of curve where there's like a hillside in the way. Mm-hmm. If the car's far enough back, it'll disappear. Okay. And then it'll pick it back up once... It straightens out and it sees the car again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's pretty cool. It, uh, it gives you like I said, red. Bucks? if It's going that's fast not bad. and yellow.
0: I mean, that's you know that's a pretty good price point for something that could potentially save your life if you bike a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's more of like electric shifting in my mind. It's unnecessary, but it's nice to have.
0: Yeah, I mean you should just always be aware. But if you're you know if you're somebody that does get distracted or is you know just focusing wants to focus on the ride it it sounds like it'd be worth it for sure
1: like I said for my for me it really doesn't change much because I, you know, I've, I've ridden for years without it it just it, life becomes more convenient with it mm-hmm. it's like electric shifting I, I don't need electric shifting I can go out there and shift with cable shifters all day long right but electric shifting's nicer <laughs> And yeah. it makes the ride just a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, well, this that's is, why we do it. So this is the same thing. It, it it's unnecessary. It does make the ride a little more enjoyable because now you don't have to worry. You don't have to have like a, a rear view mirror. You don't have to be kind of constantly looking over your shoulder for cars coming up on you and, right. and listening to the cars coming I mean it's up on convenient,
0: you. but it's a safety convenience. So that to me is worth more than electronic shifting that just makes the ride nicer this you know
1: i guess i mean like i said for me it didn't really change much as far as like you know paying attention on the road yeah it, the the nice thing you run into for me is that when you hear cars coming you can it's nice to know that it's coming from behind and not necessarily from a front because sometimes if like there's a lot of cars coming around it becomes harder to hear the things mm-hmm. you know something might be sound like it's coming up from behind but it's really coming up in front of you especially in the hills now tell
0: me this there's one i don't know if it's that brand that there's a camera that yeah they have a more expensive
1: filmed. camera one that films okay. those cars come up behind you mm-hmm. uh, i don't didn't want that one for a couple of reasons one the battery life on it sucks
0: hmm. <laughs> i bet yeah
1: <laughs> you know you might get three or four hours of battery time out of that one yeah which to me is I, i'm much bigger fan of longer battery lives so i don't have to charge things as often yeah uh, and this one i've I, mean, I I could go on five, six, seven, eight hours of rides and not have to charge it. Okay. And it's, since it's connected to your bike computer, you can kind of see what the charging level right. is on. Uh, Use yeah, that kind of say. charge it when I charge my bike computer, which is probably more frequent than it needs to be done.
0: Yeah, I know people that have the camera ones, and uh, mainly they're riding in areas where there's sort of notorious drivers for, you know, that are um, notorious for trying to run people. And we're very lucky here. We just don't really have that.
1: The reality is, if I'm run off the road, I'm probably in much worse shape than <laughs> anything else. But it's probably not going to save you one way or another. No, other but you're going to prosecute the
0: prosecution. Yeah, I mean, it's, later on, it's, a it's a way to it. It. it's a way to catch the person that's doing, doing it, it, not necessarily to give you any warning. You know, it's yeah. just a, it's a matter of accountability for that person that's yeah. trying to run you off the road.
1: So. But yeah, for me, it was, it's it, it always comes back to battery life. It's like the Phoenix Seven. I got the Phoenix Seven over the Epics Two solely because of battery life even though the epics 2 is probably the better watch because it's brighter and easier to see Mm -hmm. i value battery life the fact that i could go on my trip to dc and not have to worry about battery on my watch running out and have to take that charger with me is i find valuable yeah (laughs) I just don't like to charge things. So the longer I can go with that charging <laughs> stuff, the better.
0: Yeah, we seem to have a theme here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that, that's how I make my technology decisions sometimes. That's how I ended up with Chromebooks is because, like, a laptop, I have, like, two-hour battery life. I'm like, oh, this Chromebook has 8, 10, 12 hours of battery life? Fantastic. Okay. Yes. I can take it with me on a, a day at work and not have to worry about recharging it. Yeah, That, to me, is invaluable. Or, like, yes. if I'm sitting around the house, I can take it with me and not have to be plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I find Creature that's, comforts yeah. uh, that I care that's about. That's
0: your your first goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: But yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a good device. It works. It works well. Yeah is it is it worth the money? Yeah. yeah. for peace
0: of mind for some people, yeah.
1: For some people, I can see where they would really like it. For me, it's.
0: I would like it's it. another piece of tech. I, I think that's something that uh, may end up on my Christmas list just because that would make sense for me. Um, yeah. You know, I just some of these narrow country roads and stuff, and you're just like you said, you're not sure which way cars are coming, things like that. Um, Yeah, I I would find that much uh, much more comforting than me going and going off the road. And I
1: also like the fact that it's easier to charge up than a lot of the other ones because it, since it's like separates, Mm -hmm. it's easy to take off and charge. Yeah, you take off the bike computer,
0: you take off the lights, you just. Yeah, it's, Plunk the it's yeah. all there.
1: Now the downside is, is if you have multiple bikes like me, it becomes kind of a pain in the ass to switch from one bike to the next. I guess I could get multiple mount kits. <laughs> I, I <laughs> I mean, that's guess like so another ten or fifteen if, bucks per mount. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's all right. That's not too bad.
1: Right, well, because like my my uh, aero bike has the different mount and it needs the right. thinner one versus my road bike, and then I've got my. So you've bikes. already got
0: all three mile- mounts, so but, Yes, but you
1: they, they don't, like, actually connect to the bike. You have to oh. like, disconnect it from the bike, take it to the other one and connect it. You have to buy, like, the mounting piece and the and the band and stuff um, like that for each bike if you okay. wanted to keep them separate on separate bikes. Yeah. And that's, like, 15 bucks a pop. So I haven't gotten down that road really okay. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe may someday. Maybe that important. Maybe I'll get a second one. There you go. Because I usually do bounce between a couple of bikes uh, depending on the time of the year. Mm-hmm. That'd cool. be handy. But, yeah, it's a it's an interesting device. It, it works. Um, it's the biggest takeaway. It works, and it works pretty well. Works and d- it, it gives like you a lot of information.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Very good. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening to us. If you uh, are listening to us on iTunes, give us five stars, please. We'd like that. If yep. you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button there you go i'm getting it gosh and it's been a while too and you can get a ringer thing whatever you subscribe you subscribe there you'll we go be, and then, and we then let you know
1: yes subscribe and you'll find out about our videos if you hit the bell you'll be notified there we when go. we uh update which is right now about once a month so you may want to hit it just <laughs> <laughs> to just know really when good. we
0: come around
1: we're not on a regular schedule right now
0: hopefully that'll sort itself out here soon we'll see but we'll see I don't know, life is life, you know. It's busy and training and everything else, but anyway, thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you next time.